hey, you found us, and hopefully for real this time, because I started recording the intro with the microphone disconnected. Uh, it's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicks with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, we're not going to win the Pac-12 South. No. The, the dream came to an end last night. It uh, looked like it was going to come to a, an end with a thud, and they, they made a rally, and Made it interesting all the way to the end, but uh, we're quite able to get it done. And coupled with Utah's win in Colorado, it's it's all over now. Uh, Utah's going to the title game for the first time in their their tenure. Uh, you know, with the conference, obviously since the title game started. So, congrats to them; they earned it. Um, you know, they won six out of seven after starting zero and two, and they deserved their serious spot. Serious injuries. Yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, Twice over the course of this season, you and I have have uh, somewhat buried Utah once when they were 0-2, and, and once, you know, after they lost to us, they lost Tyler Huntley, and then a couple days later, they lost Zach Moss in practice, and that one we didn't get on recording, but uh, we did text back and forth that we thought, well, they were probably done, and they came back and beat Oregon and beat Colorado, and, and they earned their spot in a, in a relatively mediocre division, obviously, but they were the best of the lot, and, you know, so certainly... They, they deserve it. Meanwhile, the North is still open uh, for the winner of the Apple Cup as uh, the yep. Cougars have a one-game lead on the Huskies, but obviously the winner will own yep. the tiebreaker. Um, but let's talk about what happened in the ASU-Oregon game. Um, fears were realized on the first drive as Oregon marched down the field and scored. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... The, the lack of Merlin Robertson really seemed to play a factor. So they scored a touchdown, we get a field goal, which becomes a theme of us right. not converting and getting into the end zone. We force a three and out, they force us to punt, we give up a touchdown, we force a fumble, again the drive stalls for ASU, uh, this time inside the 15-yard line, uh, settle for another Brandon Reese field goal, and it's 14 to six. Yeah. Um, and then here's where things start to slip away. Um, you know, we give up another touchdown on a quick strike. Uh, Deep ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and so it's 21, six, we force a pick, which we set up for the, yeah. you know, one pass touchdown. And here's the problem at this juncture. It's 13 to 21. It, yeah. is, it is a game, and there is, what, 45 50 seconds? seconds? 50 seconds 50 on seconds. the clock? Yep, yep. And Oregon marches down the field in five plays for a touchdown to make it 29 total seconds. Yeah. 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 28 13 <laughs> yeah. going yeah. into the half. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a significant swing because – you know, they, they had the ball up 21-6. Um, we had gotten it. So I, I was listening to it on the radio, and it was interesting how the, you know, announcers frame it. You know, we get it back down 21-6, three minutes to go, and, and you know, we had three timeouts, and Van Rathorst is talking about, you know, well, ASU's got timeouts, and Oregon probably content to just let this run out. And I'm thinking, I doubt Oregon's content to let it run out. They get the ball back and go down and score again. Well, we do nothing on our drive. They do get it back, and thinking, boy, they got a chance to make it 28-6, and this could be, you know, ugly. And we get that interception, 
we score after it, and you know, like, oh, man, okay, we're within eight. We get the ball to start the half, and you know, we we squandered it away real quick. It, it was uh, reminiscent of the drive that we gave up at the end of the first half to San Diego State. Similar scenario where you know, tie game. We we don't get the. I think it was tied, or maybe we were up. We don't get the fourth down. And we let them go down the field, and that's not a quick strike offense at all. Oregon certainly is more so. Um, too many of those this year where it just it felt like our, our two-minute defense was not very good. And I suppose that's the type of stuff that, you know, experience will help. And we don't have a lot of it um, on this defense. We had even less of it last night. You know, two of our more experienced guys, or at least veteran guys, were injured. Um, and missed the game, you know, Harvey and King. And um, so he started four true freshmen, and then Robertson ends up playing a lot, and he's another true freshman. So it's going to happen, but it, it was definitely discouraging, the sequence of events. It's tough to construct a game where you force four turnovers and lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you we, know, it was, I mean uh, we won time of possession. We forced four turnovers. They crushed us, though. In every other stat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the first half was certainly where the game got away, and you can you can play the what if game about you know if Merlin Robertson is is able to play the whole game, um, you know, certainly by the numbers. Uh, I think in the second half they had less than a hundred total yards and three points. Um, but you know, that's the game you have to play, and and everybody's got guys that miss time, whether it's due to injury or suspension or punishment or whatever you, you have to deal with it and um you know that's the downside of not having a tremendous amount of depth and we don't uh on defense is that you know a guy like him you lose him and there's always going to be some drop off from your starters they're your starters for a reason but um it shouldn't make that much of a difference and it's certainly seemed to combined with the injuries as well i mean it, you know it wasn't just him that was missing three Three normal starters were not playing in that first half. What felt like a theme to me was in the first half, when we held them to punts, it it seemed like, wow, what a great win. And then we got one first down after their first punt, and we got no first downs after their second punt. Right, and that, right. And, and that was it. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, not not a great offensive night. I mean, we scored twenty nine points, and that's not bad. You know, it wasn't like it was a terrible night offensively, but it it didn't feel like, as you mentioned, you know, two two good drives in the first half that you know stilted and you know stopped into field goals, and um, you know, and and just just uh, I mean, the touchdown that we did get in the first half was set up off a turnover and a, and a good field position. Um, you know, so it wasn't a, wasn't a great offensive performance and, and, you know, just, just a game that you were just a little bit off and it, it, uh, in a lot of ways it played out. I, I can't remember what final score we both predicted, but I do remember saying, you know, last week when we talked that I felt like it was going to be one of those games that, you know, felt like we, you know, we were good enough to win, but weren't good enough to actually make the plays to, to win. And it was exactly that. I mean, we didn't play terribly. We didn't get outclassed or anything like that, but it just, you know, you have to be able to do a little bit more. And that's kind of been the thing this year is um, we haven't had enough of that in, in the bank to, to be able to do that consistently. You know, you mentioned the freshman Robertson wound up with six tackles and a half. 
Darian Butler, I felt like this was his best game of the year. Um, Crosswell played really well, had a pick. Yeah. Cam Phillips had the interception in the the fourth. I mean, you know, as much as all we're talking about, and I don't want to, you know, just basically, you know, bring it back to the last four minutes, but, you know, we score the touchdown, we get within two, we miss the two-point conversion, um, and the defense goes out, gets a stop, and we get an interception and get the ball out, out midfield. And... You know, three plays, third down, Manny fumbles, and, and that's it, basically. And You know, you, you had the ball, I mean, just like in every loss. Every one of the losses this year, we have had the ball in the fourth quarter, chance to tie or take the lead, and we haven't been able to do it. Um, and, and that was the case again last night. Yeah, the offensive line, I felt like, despite the gaudy numbers again for Eno Benjamin, the offensive line <clears throat> had itself a, a, a poor night at the, yeah. at the yard. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and Odson's a tough place to play, but you know, a number of penalties, a, a number of, sure. you know, pressures and sacks and just. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it was it was, uh, you know, you don't you don't click on all cylinders a lot of times when you go on the road on offense. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's why the cliche exists about you know defense travels because it should. You know, but your your high powered offense, if you are reliant on that, is oftentimes hard to get going on the road. And you know, we haven't been a high powered offense this year, but been better the last few weeks. You know, three straight games coming in of you know thirty plus points, and um, now some of that you know circumstances. I mean, obviously USC game we had thirty eight, but that was not all offensively. But still, you know, it was it was better than what we did in the first seven games of the year. Um, and it just wasn't, it wasn't as sharp last night. And then the defensive struggles were notable. Um, you know, even the drives that we got stops, we got to stop, I think on their second drive where, you know, Dylan Mitchell is, is five yards behind the defense. He's not looking for the ball. I mean, if he's, if he's prepared to catch the ball, he probably catches it and scores. Um, you know, so it, it felt like we just were very thin margin for error and that margin for error got exposed a lot. Well, and they had another one of those on the offsides penalty where it just hit him in the hands. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they uh, they they had some situations where they could have had more points. Uh, now in the second half, a lot better, you know, it seemed like. Um, Held them to and, three and points. It, yeah. Tough to argue and, with that. Forced a couple turnovers and, and, again, gave us a chance to come back and gave us a chance to take the lead there at the end. and. Um, you know, it's it's a game that I have a hard time getting too upset about because nothing was really poor. You know, I, nothing was like, oh, this is just horrendous and you can't do that. And You know, um, to me, and I texted you this this morning, you know, losing that game to a pretty good team on the road, you know, you kind of expect that at the start of the year when we did our season projections. I think both of us had us losing this game. It's the it's the Stanford loss at home and it's the Colorado loss when you talk conference games, San Diego State too, but that wouldn't make any difference on the conference race. It's those two that, that stick out to me as, you know, ones that hurt because those were both winnable games, one at home, one against a team that clearly is not very good as the year has played out. You know, that's their last win still. Um and and so those are the ones that, that haunt you more so than losing this game. Yeah. Now, there, there's still one more to play. And to the extent there is a need for more 
motivation. Uh, Washington State put a beat down on the Wildcats and kept them at mm-hmm. five wins. So a, a win yeah. here keeps Arizona out of bowl eligibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's uh, you know if you're a fan and and you you know you don't want the pressure. Which I want the pressure. I mean, I would love to go into the Arizona game at you know ten and one with a chance to win the conference and and you know get to the playoff and all those things. But if you're a fan, you know this is a pretty comfortable feeling because we've already got our bowl game secure. We don't really have anything to gain by winning this game. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to be seven and five compared to six and six, sure. But ultimately, nothing tangible is gained. We're going to a middle range bowl game, and that's that. I mean, but, you know, got a chance to keep them home, which is, you know, kind of nice and always nice to win the game. I mean, certainly winning that game always feels good regardless. For both selections, I mean, we're behind Washington, Washington State, Stanford, Oregon. I, I would imagine Cal gets picked ahead of us. Yeah. Utah I mean, picked ahead of us. So The bowl selections are always so hard to figure and, out. And USC is under 500, so they need they to are, win to be eligible. They need to be Notre Dame to even have a, a, a chance, yeah. Um and I think Cal needs one more win too. I believe, don't they? Um, they are six Cal's and four, three and four. Oh, they've already got six. Okay, okay. I thought they had. I thought they needed one more. Um, um, Colorado, I suppose, still could. Crazy as that seems, you know, since they fired their coach. Um, if they, I think they play Cal this week. So if they win, they would make a bowl as well. Um, it's always hard to know. You know, the bowl scenarios are always so weird because it's like, yeah, well, this team should go there, but. You know, they decided because of travel or because this team went there a year ago. Uh, I mean, I guess I would hope um, for our sake, you know, as a fan to go somewhere besides here for the, you know, cheese it Bowl. Um, you know, El Paso would be nice. It would be, although we were there last year. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I guess, you know, the what is it? The Red Box Bowl, I believe I've heard projected in San Francisco or the. Um, the Vegas Bowl seems to be the popular projection. Now, the downside of the Vegas Bowl is, you know, it's the first day of bowl games. And so the whole notion of, oh, you get an extra three weeks of practice. Well, you really don't, um, you know, because it, it comes up quick. Um, however, we're not in the conference title game. So I guess that gives us, you know, a little more time to prepare for a bowl game, if you want to say that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's a bowl game. It's not the Rose Bowl. It's not the Fiesta Bowl. It's, you know, outside of, of the top six, it really doesn't make that much of a difference. And once you get past the top level, it's kind of all the same to me. Um, and so, you know, we're going to one. That's nice. Nice we've got that secure, and we can keep them from going to one, which would be, you know, a nice way to finish the year if we can do it. Yeah, seriously. Um. Looking ahead, do you think that if you were running the team, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. what would you do now with the last four weeks of practices that you get? Would you do a lot of DSC? Would you yeah. try to figure out a way to make Kyle Williams more of a factor? Would you what? go away from Casey Tucker? No, not necessarily. I mean, I, I, I think you don't do anything different for this week. Um, you know, this, this game, as much as I just said, yeah, we have nothing to gain by it. It's, it's the Arizona game. It's the last regular season game. Um, I, I would not be at all surprised, nor would I be upset, if it's the last game we see Nikhil Harry play. 
he really has no business playing in a meaningless bowl game. And if I was advising him, I would tell him not to. Um, and so, you know, you go out and you try to win this game the same way you have the last 11. Um, but for the Bulls, yeah, I think you take advantage of things like that in practices, at least. I'm not saying, I mean, you know, you start Manny if he's if he's healthy and able to play. You know, you start him and you try to win the game. But if you don't take advantage of getting your younger guys some practice reps that they haven't gotten on a week-to-week basis, you're wasting the opportunity. Um, and, I, you know, so I would think, yeah, you definitely do some of those things. It will be interesting I agree with you that you treat the Arizona game as any other game. Uh, yeah. You don't mess around with the practices. You don't mess around with any of that. I, I guess where I come from is not that I expect DSC to start over Manny or anything like that, but, you know, I, I hope that, you, you know, whatever whatever little bit of advantage he has on getting these reps, he takes. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, and I think this, the story of – who's our quarterback next year is just in its very infant stages. I personally, if you made me bet, I would not bet that that, that quarterback is on the roster right now. Joey Yellen. Um, either one of the two true freshmen, or I thought all year that we make a lot of sense for a grad transfer spot. And I still do. Um, because that would give those freshmen a year to get their feet wet a little bit um, and, and have a little bit more seasoning before it's, this job is actually on them um I, you know i don't know who's out there i mean obviously there'll be some names out there that we have heard of and some that we haven't probably i mean you know washington state is a great example they got a grad transfer that nobody really knew anything about and he's great he's probably going to be a heisman finalist so you know you uh, you never know how those things work out so, you know for every gardner Minshew, there's there's five that end up not getting the job or getting benched, you know, after they get the job. I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but I definitely think we need to be open to it um, because we need experience. We won't have really any. And I just don't get the feeling they believe that Dylan Sterling Cole is that guy. But should they be getting him some reps in the Bulls practices? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And if there's an opportunity to get him a drive or two during the bowl game, you do that. Um I don't think you you know you put Manny on the bench and say, "Well, thanks for the five years. Now sit here and watch the game." Um, but you know, if you can get him some reps, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's foolish not to. Yeah. Um. Overall, we got one game to go. Does the Arizona game make or break your feelings on the season? Uh, probably not. I mean, unless it's. I mean, I can remember the 2016 game, the last time we were down there. It wasn't going to, it didn't break my feelings on the season, but it was such an embarrassing performance defensively. And, um, you know, to just go down there and with, play with basically with no fight, um, that hangs over you. And so if it's a game like that, or, or the opposite, you know, you go down there and play tremendous and you just light it up. And I suppose it could, but, you know, Realistically, no. I mean, it's it's a decent season. It's a season where we overachieved the expectations from outside and pretty much met the expectations. I think that you and I had. I think I I picked them to go seven and five, and I think you picked them to go six and six at the start of the year. We only had one game different, if I recall. You mm-hmm. you had us losing to Michigan State, and I had us winning. Um, and and you know we're right about there. I mean, we're going to finish one of the two. So uh, you know we did what. I thought this team could do 
Uh, seven and five certainly feels better than six and six, but it's it's not enough that I'm going to say, you know, oh, this was the greatest season of Sun Devil football, you know, in X number of years. It's not, but it's it's good progress, and I am more optimistic about the future than I was uh, three months ago. I mean, uh, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of good action from young defense. We should be we should have a lot of guys back on that side of the ball that will be contributors. I mean, we could have almost almost everybody back from from just thinking of it. I mean, we probably a couple of those D line guys, but you know, certainly the the secondary and the you know the, the linebackers. linebackers. Yeah, other I mean, than Harvey. I mean, right. You know, we should have a lot of guys back and a lot of guys who played and got, got time. Um, you know, we found a running back who's really, really good. That was a big question coming into the year was how would we replace Demario Richard and Kalen Delage? Well, you, you don't hear that question anymore at all because the guy has answered those questions, you know, by having an unbelievable season. Um, we have a lot of good receivers back. Yeah, we're going to lose Nikhil Harry and that hurts. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but some good talent behind him that will be back and, um, good offensive line. You know, we lose a couple guys, but we get a lot of, you know, a fair amount of guys who played this year should be back. So I like what the future holds and then I like what this year was nothing to put up a banner about, but fairly positive about it. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it's good. I think, yeah. um, I mean, and that's considering- why I come out of last night, unable to be really upset. Yeah. It's disappointing. I mean, we had the chance. It was, you know, the, the the championship game was on our racket, as they say in tennis, But uh, and we let it go. But realistically, were we winning that championship game? I doubt it. And so, yeah, it would have been nice to go, but, you know, I, I can't be too disappointed. Yeah. I, I mean, Utah-Washington State, I guess, will be an interesting game. You know, I, at some point last night, you had to wonder – it, it, would Washington State go for trying to put up a hundred just to try to show the committee? <laughs> yeah, don't forget. I'll about tell you it. what, that's a good team, and and I I will be curious to see what the rankings are this week, um, because I, they should be ahead of Oklahoma as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now, you know, the top five should stay the top five, and barring some upsets, it's not really going to matter. Um, but if if those upsets happen, and they still could. You know, things weird things could happen. Clemson could lose. Notre Dame could lose. Um, if Ohio State beats Michigan, you know, that changes things a bit. Um, you know, I think Washington State should be ahead in the pecking order of Ohio State or of Oklahoma. They're a better teams, as far as I'm concerned. The only reason they're not is because one uniform says Oklahoma and one says Washington State. Well, the Week 13 AP poll is out and coaches poll. Yeah. They did not pass Oklahoma in either poll. No, I mean I'm not surprised, and I doubt they will in the in the playoff rankings. And again, barring a couple of losses in front of them, it doesn't really matter. I mean, who's who's six and who's seven really doesn't make that much of a difference. Um, but you know, it, it could if there's those losses in front of them, and and so I I don't know. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, if they don't you know get them this week, they've got a couple opportunities you know playing washington then if they do beat washington um you know they got a game against utah who should be in the top you know 20 probably at that point i would think as long as they beat byu this week yeah they are Um, currently 18th 
in the AP yeah. 17th and the coaches Washington 16th in both. Yeah. So yeah. a so, chance I mean, to put up got, a couple real wins. They do. They do. Yeah. I mean, you know, now it's, it's going to be, it's an uphill battle just because of, again, the, you know, the teams in front of them too. I mean, uh, you know, if, if there's not some, uh, you know, surprising results and, and uh, I wouldn't live in list Ohio state over Michigan, but you still probably need a little more help than that. You need Notre Dame to lose. You need Clemson to lose. Um, which could happen, but it would be a surprise if those things happened at this point, given who their opponents are, uh, you know, that it's probably not going to matter. Um, and, and, you know, Oklahoma's got West Virginia this week, which is not a gimme. It's at West Virginia. And if they lose, they might not make the Big 12 title game. Um, you know, if Texas beats Kansas and Oklahoma loses to West Virginia, then the Big 12 title game is West Virginia and Texas. So, you know, they, they need to still take care of business to even get that far. Before we wrap up, we should make mention of Iowa State. Um, Yeah. Brock Purdy is having himself a season for the Cyclones, got them ranked. He's uh, thrown 13 touchdown passes, only three picks. Yeah. Uh, Appears to have taken the job entirely now. Oh, he certainly has. He's also rushed for 240 yards. Yeah, he's he's been very good. Now, now he had a he had a freshman night last night. You know, he struggled a bit, and they they lost for the first time with him playing. Um, but yeah, he's been really good, and I think he's going to be really good for them. And you know, would not if they keep that coach, who's a really good coach, um, would not surprise me if they are in a Big Twelve title game in the next couple of years. And everyone should remember he was available. He he, he was to he, anybody pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a name that uh, certainly could, you know, haunt us the next few years if we struggle to find a, a quarterback, uh, you know, and who knows? Maybe we won't. Maybe maybe one of these freshmen will come in and play really well. Maybe uh, maybe Dylan Sterling Cole, the light will come on and he'll be as good as he was supposed to be or build to be. Who knows? Um, maybe Jalen Hurts will be our quarterback next year. I'll tell you what. I mean, am, am I wrong in thinking that this place makes a lot of sense for him? You mention it, and I mean, especially with what this offense has become, very you know run, run heavy. heavy. Uh, I mean, to me, this this spot really does make sense for him. Now, I don't know if he's giving it any thought. I have no idea. He has been, you know, obviously he's still with Alabama, unlike Kelly Bryant, who left Clemson and has been, you know, on a tour of every spot in the Southeast, basically. Um, so who knows what he's thinking, but it sure does make a lot of sense. Now, I, I'm biased, obviously, but it seems like a good fit. Well, and I don't think UCLA will be heavy after him. No, probably not, although although Will Spade is gone, so they've got a, you know, a potential opening. I mean, Thompson Robinson played some this year. Hey, well, Will Spade has actually been pretty good for UCLA the last couple of weeks. Like, I mean, he was impressive against us. He was good against USC. They beat USC today. I mean, he he's he's enough where you watch him and you think he can get drafted on day three. I mean, you know, he's got Somebody experience in different shot. offenses. He's got a you know, he's prototypical size. He played for Harbaugh. He played for Chip Kelly. Uh, you know, he, at the very least, he's a day three. Uh, you, you know, training camp guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he looks like he's got a skill that, you know, and, and, and like, I mean, at, at least he's a guy to have in your meeting room and, you know, knows offenses, knows 
how to study, um, you know, can give you good scout team reps. I don't, I mean, who knows whether he'll ever be an NFL starter. I have no idea. I wouldn't necessarily expect it, but he, he looks like he's got some skills that, uh, that, you know, I guess you kind of forgot. I mean, he was pretty good for Michigan two years ago when they, you know, were close to making the playoffs. And then he got hurt, and then he was banged up all last year, and he got he was hurt to start this year. But you know, now that he's healthy, it looks looks like a decent player, actually. Yeah, um, not mobile, not built for this offense. But no, he's not. No, no. But Chip I mean, Kelly did a good job of you know making it work. Yeah, it so yeah. That he could and, be and, and showed a little more mobility than I would have thought. I mean, last week he he ran for some first downs, and yesterday he had a touchdown run on a scramble. I mean, he's not certainly not a guy you're going to call run plays for. But uh, you know, they they mentioned during the broadcast yesterday. I watched some of that game that he you know has lost like 15 pounds since he was at Michigan, and he looks more fleet you know than he than he was uh, you know before. And it's it's one of those things watching him that you almost think man, you know it's too bad that he doesn't have another year because he looks like he's got some promise and, and unfortunately it's all over for him in college. But yeah, he, he's come into his own a little bit at the very end. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, going back to Hertz, I, I think we'd be foolish not to at least put out a feeler, um, you know, see if he wants to spend his last year here, you know, again, run heavy offense. That's probably the, the fit for him. Um, he's not a great passer. We've seen that, but he can throw. It's not that he, you know, he's, he's an effective thrower, but you know, for an offense like this might be perfect fit. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We got one more game plus a bowl to talk about. There's eventually going to be more ASU basketball to talk about. The game got yeah. canceled due to the <laughs> fires, but we'll, yep. we, we said next time we talk about the San Francisco game and there was no San Francisco game. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're still sitting there at three and O and, uh, the real stuff starts. We don't get that, that, uh, first road game, I guess, like I was hoping, but starts up, uh, you know, tomorrow night against Miss state. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll talk about all the things there is to talk about. Matt, I'm going to just put this on the recording because no one gets to this point anyway. Are you available this week to do a call before Thanksgiving, before the game, or should we do our predictions now? I can be. Okay. Tuesday, maybe. Then we will save our U of A predictions until later. Sounds good. Sounds good. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's Ben Matt Sportscast.